0: Welcome into your Tuesday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Your Weather Command Forecast. A red flag warning remains in effect until 6 p.m. on Wednesday for low humidity and gusty winds followed by a wind shift. This is for all of the High Line from Glacier County east to the North Dakota line. Gusty west winds and low humidity will develop this afternoon and a wind shift to the north is likely when a cold front passes Wednesday afternoon. Critical fire weather conditions are either occurring now or will shortly. Extreme fire behavior is possible. For the rest of your Tuesday, breezy, warmer, and sunny. Highs 80 to 85. West winds 15 to 25 miles an hour. Tonight, mostly clear. Lows 50 to 55. West winds 10 to 20 miles an hour. Wednesday, windy. Sunny in the morning, then partly cloudy, with a 20% chance of rain showers in the afternoon. Highs 75 to 80. West winds 20 to 30 miles an hour, shifting to the northwest 25 to 35 miles an hour in the afternoon. Wednesday night, breezy and colder, partly cloudy with a 20% chance of rain showers in the evening. Lows 40 to 45. North winds 15 to 25 miles an hour, gusting to around 40 miles an hour, before shifting to northwest winds up to 10 miles an hour after midnight. Thursday, sunny. Highs 75 to 80. South winds up to 5 miles an hour, shifting to the southwest in the afternoon. Thursday night, mostly clear. Lows 45 to 50. Friday, sunny. Highs 80 to 85. Friday night and Saturday, mostly clear. Lows around 50. Highs around 80. Saturday night, partly cloudy. 30% chance of rain showers. Lows around 45. Sunday, cooler. Mostly cloudy. 30% chance of rain showers. High 65 to 70. Sunday night, partly cloudy, 20% chance of rain showers. Lows 40 to 45. Labor Day, mostly cloudy, 30% chance of rain showers. High 65 to 70. Welcome back to Montana at noon. A tradition in Haver since 1980, this year's Festival Days celebration will look much different due to the pandemic. The annual parade, as well as numerous other events scheduled from September 18th to 20th, have been canceled. Chamber Executive Director Julia Robbins says plans are in the works for vendor shows, promoted sales at member businesses, and a decorating contest. Whoever gets the most likes on Facebook will be the winner. And normally with our parade, we give out Mayor's Choice Award and um, different awards for, you know, the best decorated float. So we're going to do that, but with business decorating to kind of do a virtual parade, there will also be a button promotion to help encourage sales at local businesses. Any business that wants to participate will be on a list that we'll put out here soon. And then if you shop there, you can get a button. Um, Supplies is limited, of course. And then you have the chance to win a gift certificate from the chamber. Those interested in taking part in these events can contact the chamber by email at chamberdesk at haverchamber.com or by phone at 265-4383. Although many summer tourist destinations on the High Line have been hard hit by the pandemic, Beaver Creek Park has sold around 1,100 park permits this year, the most on record. In part as a result of increased park visitation, Superintendent Chad Edgar says they have begun placing yellow stickers with a light adhesive on tents and vehicles as a reminder to follow park rules and letting people know that, uh, you know, we are out there, and we do have two rules that need to be followed, and people need to understand that they have to attend their campground every 48 hours, and they can't stay in any one campground for more than 14 days in a 30-day period. Earlier this summer, Beaver Creek Park debuted their new website, bcpark.org, which allows people to purchase permits online and view the latest information on the park. A Haver woman that pleaded no contest to negligent homicide for leaving a woman to die in the cold south of Haver in November 2018 has been sentenced. Elena Gray was sentenced on Friday by Judge John Parker in Hill County District Court to 12 years in the Department of Corrections, with 8 suspended and ordered to pay over $22,000 in restitution. The defense had recommended a deferred sentence, but Judge Parker found it was not commensurate with the crime, and a lengthy term of supervision would help ensure public safety and rehabilitation. Court documents state that in November 2018, Gray was driving on Bullhook Road when she forced 19-year-old Kyla Ashley Valdez out of the vehicle after a physical altercation. Valdez was eventually found by authorities after Gray called 911 to report that Valdez was missing, but she was in poor condition and died hours later after being transported to Benefis Hospital. Turning to state news… A federal judge is upholding an executive order by Montana's governor that requires companies to report political spending if they want to bid on large state contracts. U.S. District Judge Charles Lavelle ruled Monday that the Illinois Opportunity Project does not have the legal standing to challenge Governor Steve Bullock's 2018 order. The order requires reporting of contributions even to so-called dark money groups. Dark money refers to spending meant to influence elections carried out by nonprofit groups that are not legally obligated to disclose their donors. Lavelle dismissed the complaint in January on the same grounds. Residents who live around a small lake in northwestern Montana are asking to rename it because its name includes an offensive term referring to a black person. The City of Whitefish filed a petition in State District Court in mid-August on behalf of property owners around Lost Coon Lake to change its name to Lost Loon Lake. It's not clear when the lake was given its current name. Residents have said the lake's previous name included a racial epithet. The city is known as the part-time home of white nationalist Richard Spencer and has dealt with racist issues. Bail was set at $400,000 for a man accused of killing and dismembering a Montana man nearly a decade ago in a land access dispute. Leon Michael Ford was charged Monday with deliberate homicide and tampering with evidence in the 2011 death of John Mike Kreitz of the Helena area. Parts of the victim's body were found in the mountains west of Helena. Prosecutors say Ford was scheduled to meet with Kreitz on the last day. Kreitz was known to be alive. Ford was arrested on August 19th in Washington state. His attorney did not return a call seeking comment. A northwestern Montana man died when his pontoon boat flipped him into the North Fork Flathead River near Glacier National Park. Park officials say 62-year-old Ronald Newton of Columbia Falls was part of a group floating the river on Saturday when two pontoon boats became stuck on a rock. Newton was in a third boat and attempting to free the other watercraft when his pontoon flipped him into the water, causing him to lose consciousness. Efforts to revive him by bystanders and rescue personnel were unsuccessful. The cause of death has not been determined. Park officials say Newton had not been wearing a helmet or a life jacket. Turning to regional news... The Trump administration has weakened an Obama-era rule aimed at reducing coal plant pollution that contaminates streams, lakes, and underground aquifers. The changes finalized Monday will allow utilities to use cheaper wastewater cleanup technologies and take longer to comply with pollution reduction guidelines, adopted in 2015. It's the latest in a string of regulatory rollbacks for the coal power industry under Trump. The Environmental Protection Agency says it will save companies $140 million annually. But environmentalists say the move will harm public health and result in hundreds of thousands of pounds of pollutants annually contaminating water bodies. The Army Corps of Engineers is recommending that the federal government negotiate a settlement with North Dakota for more than $38 million that the state spent policing protests against the Dakota Access oil pipeline. The request comes following a federal judge's decision last month to deny the federal government's motion to dismiss North Dakota's lawsuit seeking to recover the damages the state claimed from the month long pipeline protests almost four years ago. North Dakota Republican U.S. Senator Kevin Kramer calls the recommendation very significant and the right thing to do for the federal government. The $3.8 billion pipeline has been moving oil from the Dakotas through Iowa to Illinois for more than three years. The Trump administration plans to lift endangered species protections for gray wolves across most of the nation by the end of the year. The director of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service said Monday that a final decision on the predator's legal status in the lower 48 states is very imminent. More than 6,000 wolves now roam portions of the western Great Lakes and northern Rocky Mountains. Fish and Wildlife Service Director Aurelia Skipwith Says the administration also is pushing ahead with a rollback of protections for migratory birds, despite a recent setback in federal court. North Dakota health officials report 191 new positive coronavirus cases and two new deaths. The number of new positive cases Tuesday included 30 in Burleigh County and 12 in neighboring Morton County. The counties that include the Bismarck metropolitan area have taken over as the state's hotspot for the virus in recent weeks. North Dakota's death toll from the virus was 145 as of Tuesday. The victims were a man in his 70s from Morton County and a woman in her 80s from Burleigh County. Officials said they both had underlying health conditions. A man has been arrested for driving drunk after flipping a farming combine in a field in Northwestern, North Dakota. Police say the combine landed upside down in a field near Berthold Monday afternoon. Authorities say the 45-year-old man was intoxicated and was taken to the Ward County Jail in Minot. The combine has extensive damage. And now, taking a look at wheat prices for today. Daily prices per bushel. For Hill County, winter wheat is $4.25. Spring wheat is $4.61. For Blaine County, Winter Wheat is 415, Spring Wheat is 456. For Liberty County, Winter Wheat is 430, Spring Wheat is 461. For Shoshone County, Winter Wheat is 425, Spring Wheat is 461. And for Phillips County, Winter Wheat is 410, Spring Wheat is 451. And that does it for your Tuesday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening and remember that 7 days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have a good rest of your Tuesday, stay safe out on the roads, and please continue to do your part to help flatten the curve.